Hello and welcome to DesignCast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Reagan and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world from classroom teachers to authors and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes. Feel free to drop by my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, to leave me a comment or to sign up to be considered as a future guest on future episodes. Also, don't forget to stop by Anchor and leave me a voice clip that could even end up in an upcoming show. Thanks for listening. So let's get to it. It was such an amazing opportunity to speak to Carrie Lee Beasley for this episode of DesignCast. Carrie Lee is a high school learning and technology coach at the Western Academy of Beijing, or WAB. We have a lively conversation about her various roles at WAB and her classes that she teaches in the design department. During the chat, she shares with me all about the cactus of awesomeness. So be on the lookout for that. There's a few things that Carrie Lee's really excited about as far as projects go at the moment. She's looking at turning bubblegum into shoes, also using mango leather to make shoes, and then fish scales being used as a biodegradable alternative to plastic. It's just really an awesome chat that we have. So check out the show notes to find out more about these projects as well as the topics that we talk about. One thing I just want to note is there were some audio issues as we recorded so i did the very best to clean it up so please forgive me and i hope that you enjoy this chat with carrie lee beasley Welcome back to another episode of Design Cast, and I'm so excited and humbled to have Carrie Lee Beasley with me here today. Carrie Lee, thank you so much for being here. And so I would love it if you could introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how you sort of found yourself in education. Well, that's going back a few years now. I think I've been teaching for over 20 years, which is quite terrifying. But I'm, I'm originally from New Zealand, and I come from a family that has a long line of teachers. So three quarters of my grandparents are teachers or were teachers. So teaching was certainly something that was on my radar, but I really wanted to make sure that I didn't do that as a career. So I studied psychology at university. I did a bachelor of social sciences just in my attempts to really try something different. But at the end of that, I realized that a career in psychology would be a little bit depressing and I wanted something a little bit more uplifting perhaps. So I, I went with the inevitable and, and did a postgrad in teaching and primary teaching. I've spent a long time, most of my career teaching in primary schools and working in middle schools as well. But currently I'm at the Western Academy of Beijing 
finishing as a high school learning and technology coach. So it's my first time exclusively working in the high school. So lots of new things for me at the moment, but that's that's sort of how I got started in, in teaching and how I kind of wound up here. You know, I know that everyone's story is different. I'm really excited to hear about your story a, a bit more. I know that you are quite the graphic designer. In fact, I met you in the International School of Manila, where you were doing like a pre-conference, yeah, for Learning 2.0. And you were all about Keynote and using that to do different animations and, and, and stuff like that. So what is it about graphics design that you love? I think I'm really quite a visual person and I can picture how things look a lot of the time. And for me, the hard part is trying to get the page to look like I could see it in my head. But I found those simple tools that you can really do so much with gave me a start. And I worked with some super interesting colleagues at UWC who helped me to see things in different ways through photography and through graphic design in their backgrounds and I, it really spoke to me and from there I saw what a difference it made when you include and incorporate high quality visuals for students in the classroom and by teaching them a little bit about the basic graphic design principles it can have such a significant impact on the way they present and share their information and they can get their message out there which I think is really important and it's not something that teachers generally know much about but when they have a chance to see that it's not actually that difficult and that they can really make a big impact particularly if they're students who have learning support needs or maybe EAL learners the more visual content they can share with their students the easier it can be understood and I'm really keen to spread that message. I have to confess we have lots of your posters in our design department so you know all about the great work that you're doing <laughs> so thank you for so so tell me about your current role and it's there's some new components for you can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so um i've got quite an extensive background in coaching and cognitive coaching instructional coaching around technology but i haven't got a great deal of experience in terms of teaching design certainly not at the high school level so when i first got the job at web they said you know we we always like to have our coaches involved in teaching our class and i think that's super important because it lets you try things out to model things with your students and you get a lot more credibility with the rest of the staff when you're also the one writing reports and doing parent conferences and all of that so so in thinking about a high school context in which I could bring the best of myself to high school students, design was the one that really fit best. There are some skills that that come in the coaching work that I found really helpful in terms of working with design. Thinking about as a coach, I'm always thinking about the needs of my target audience, be a presentation that I'm making or a, a teacher that I'm coaching. So what is it that they really need from me and how can I present that in a way that's going to best help them? So I think that was a really helpful thing. I also had a lot of support. So I have great colleagues here at WAB who we team teach a lot and collaborate together. Early on, I did a Category 2 MYP workshop with a friend and former colleague from Singapore days, Craig Fallon. So that was really helpful in terms of getting my head around the MYP design process and really drawing those parallels between the inquiry cycle, which I was familiar with in a PYP context and the design cycle in an MYP context. So there's lots of lots of parallels there. Yeah, I have to say that the WAB design department is top notch. <laughs> it's one of the best of the world. So you are very lucky and I'm sure they're very lucky to have you. 
landed in the right place, I think. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. So tell me some of the things that you're doing with the students at WAB. What kinds of things are you doing in classes and also sort of in an extracurricular capacity? Right now, we've been working on a unit in a self-expression sort of graphic design type of unit, bringing in styles as well with t-shirts. So they, they each get a blank t-shirt that they have to personalize and they've been involved with skills such as using the laser cutter, graphic design programs like Photoshop and Illustrator. And we've been playing around with a heat press. And so we're just getting to the stage where those are finished now and we're getting our displays up. So I'll have to tweet some examples out. But it was really, it's really nice when you sit down and have a chat with the students about the process and how they came up with the ideas and just see the, the vast array. It's really nice that they're able to produce something that's important to them and meaningful to them. And no two t-shirts look alike, which I think is also so that's something that we're working on. I teach grade 10, so the fifth year of MYP. That's one of the things that we're just working on. But I'd love to tell you a little bit about our day nine program and some things that I've been playing with there. Mm -hmm. Please do. So, so day nine day nine at WAB is we have a nine-day cycle. And on the ninth day, teachers put on various workshops. Students can choose which ones they want to sign up for. So one of the most recent ones that I've been playing around with is designing jewelry or making earrings. So last week we had some air dried clay left over from a project earlier on in the year. So we made earrings out of air dried clay and I just got a new sort of shipment of various bits and pieces, but they're so creative in what they came up with, whether it's sort of cuffs that have some kind of chain dangling or they really enjoyed just having something that was completely different to, to think about, I think. I was going to ask you, and you've already started touching on it, but with your graphics design background, how are you sort of branching out and working with more product design type stuff? Yeah, I would say product design isn't one of my great strengths yet. However, we've, we've started on that in small ways in grade 10. So for me, one of the units we did was a master snack unit. We students to design a snack for high school teachers to eat at their break times. So we had part of it was the food technology side where they had to downsize a, a recipe to be snack bite size. And they had to survey teachers to find out what sort of things they liked. And they also had to develop a a plate or present a plate that had a cultural connection with which they could display their work. So we did a little bit of workshop stuff in that case, but we're also trying to expand our thinking in, term, in terms of sometimes I think we as design teachers can get locked into thinking, oh, this is our workshop unit, this is our cooking unit, this is our textiles unit, when a way that I would like to frame it more is around those MYP global contexts. So we're thinking about at the end of the day, if they can show their understanding of the main idea through something that they want to explore. So we're not saying everybody's making a t-shirt or a stamp or a lamp or whatever. We're saying, here's what we're asking you to think about, maybe sustainability. And there's so many different pathways. What could you create that would understanding of those things? So that's our, our next, next unit is going to be around globalization and sustainability and I'm just really excited the pathways that they're going to choose so obviously you can present them with lots of different ideas and possibilities that they may not have considered but ultimately you want them to take something that's going to really engage and enthuse them that they're going to explore under those broad umbrellas so 
That's fantastic. And you have such a talented pool of people there as experts to help frame those. And so that's great that you have that. Yeah, you're very lucky. Very, very lucky. And so that's awesome. So what have been some of the challenges in a new school and in a new sort of subject or discipline for you? Do you know what? It's really been great to, to move to China. So coming into working with Microsoft as our main platform, I was like, I feel like I've been learning and, and I've really connect with those teachers that are really difficult to to deal with it's been a really good experience and with limited technical skills in the workshop my father would be horrified it's an extensive barn with all sorts of tools and honestly he does I get welding and all crazy stuff but I didn't show any interest in that growing up much to his disgust but I think it's also been really nice to have colleagues take me under their wing and to show me things in an achievable way. And it also lets me test out whether the steps and instructions we provide to our students are going to make sense, because certainly I'm the person that knows the least about them. But I think other for the different, I can speak a lot to the pedagogy of learning and bring those skills to the fore and really have trust in my colleagues that they can support support the others and support them in those skills. I think me as a person, I really like to do things well. I, I really struggle to produce things that aren't top quality and it's been great at thing. I feel that gives me such an insight into how some of our students are feeling when they struggle to pick up a concept. It makes me very empathetic to them that are struggling with emerging tools. Thank you for that. Very eloquent, much, much better communicator than me. <laughs> so thank you for that. So where, where do you see your skills and where do you see the department going with you being part of it? What's your vision for where you'd like the design department to go at WAB? I'm super lucky to share an office with Rob Langlands, who is our head of high school design at the moment. And one of the things that we really want to do is, like I said before, we really want design to be a subject that they absolutely look for coming to school to, to bring away to them. Particularly in a high school, things can be in terms of academic expectations and all of that sort of stuff. So we really want to find the joy in design. So some of the things that are important to hold at the core for us are, for starters, to be genuine MYP design teachers and teach the global concepts primarily rather than doing the workshop unit or the cooking unit or whatever. And I've already spoken a little bit about that. But if we create experiences that are super engaging and authentic provocations to, to help stimulate their interest and give them lots of student agency in terms of the pathways that they can choose to show their understandings, then I think that's that's real priority. So one of the ways that we have been playing with doing that is different ways of assessing students. Often one of the complaints about MYP design is how much writing there is. And we know there are many students who are supremely creative individuals who really struggle to get all of the writing part down and they turn off when it comes to that. We've explored having voice comments, videos, providing feedback that way. And one of the recent things that we did was we got students to have a look at the design cycle and identify, choose one sort of strand in each of the four main areas for them to be assessed on. So they can choose which one they want to be assessed on and they can identify what how they're going to meet the, the expectations 
that we see in the MYP year five rubric. And they can do that in any way they want. I had a student struggling just today actually just struggling to get the evidence of her learning down on paper so and they came to my office and just through some conferring or questioning for those who are familiar with the writing workshop writers workshop it's it's a lot like the conferring tools there I realized that if I had just stuck with that student had written on the paper, they wouldn't have been truly able to show their understanding of what they are doing. So by having that conversation, I gained so much more insight into what the thought processes were behind the project that she produced and the um, marks that she gained were significantly anything she would be able to get if she handed it in and I'm really proud that she had that opportunity and in my conversations with my colleagues afterwards I'm like why have I not done more of that and who do I need to reach out to to see if I can support those students in ways that aren't the traditional ways. I love that we do have the option to do multimodal <laughs> feedback to students and for them to give us. I've had students give me their uh, work as a podcast, the entire thing. And so, I've, well, it's a lot of listening, <laughs> but it was it, it was yeah. great. It gave a lot of them a voice that they probably could not find in the written form. So I agree. I think that we should definitely pursue that and and pursue it more i think and deliberately so that's great it's great that you've had that experience with those students i think one of the creative ways that i was just um talking to rob about yesterday was why don't we steal some primary school teachers come up and brainstorm some different possibilities for us because primary school teachers don't have to those those my mm -hmm. assessment criteria to sort of weigh them down in their thinking they, as they think about their unit. So they will come up with so many great and fantastic ideas that we can adapt and build on in the high school context. So mm -hmm. I think, again, we're in a community, we're lucky in WAB to be in a community of really dynamic and wonderful, engaging teachers. But if we stick just to our disciplines or just to our, our high school or middle campuses, we're, we're not going to get the benefit. So I'm looking forward to getting different ideas on how we can make it as engaging and thought-provoking, uh, creative <laughs> as possible. Thank you so much. I'm really, really enjoying your insight. And so I'd love to hear what you're super excited about at the moment. I'm so easily excited about a lot of things. It's really quite difficult to narrow it down. And my team joke about that quite a lot. I think. But one of the things I'm excited about, we're looking ahead to our unit on sustainable solutions. And just looking at what's out there in the world right now in terms of people, ways people are innovating with waste, like the shoes made of bubble gum or the, Rob told me about the mango leather, which I had to look up to turn that into shoes or bags or whatever. And an award-winning Marina text, which is making fish scales into a biodegradable alternative to plastic. I think in such an exciting time globally to think about ways or ways of thinking differently about our waste so that we can make a positive impact on the environment and be more sustainable. So I'm excited about that. Just like I'm excited about the jewelry making, just like I'm excited about like my sous vide machine at home in terms of cooking and things. I think it's just there's so many things that you can get excited about. And one of the ways that I like to stay current is on Twitter. Like I've been using it since about 2008, I think. And as such, I'm at a now where people are sending me stuff that I find really interesting, like the pasta <laughs> competition that you shared the other day. 
now I think we're going to be doing a unit on that line, like next yeah. week or something. You know, That'd like great. Yeah. those those wonderful those wonderful ideas just stimulate your thinking and provide you with options that you may never have considered. So I really um, get a lot out of places like Twitter, and I also try to hang out with interesting people. And people that are excited about things are always nice to be around. So talking with people and hearing what's exciting them, having a look on different social media platforms and figuring ways out that you can bring people in. I also work with another colleague who's got contacts in every part of the world and every type of industry. And she helped get up chef in to talk to our students about something and is exploring field trips to various places. So yeah. Wow. I think hanging out with cool people is also high on the list. And you know, there's no better place than in a design department. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I really, I need to talk, tell you about the cactus of awesomeness. Have you heard about the cactus Never. of awesomeness? I can't wait to hear though. I, I have to send you a photo after this, but Stephen, our head of innovation, was given a cactus student as a present and he moved on to different parts of the school and the cactus remained. So the principal, Melanie Verber, decided to turn it into the cactus of awesomeness, put a little label on it. And every two weeks that would get given to a different department and who had done something amazing. And their job was to make it a little bit more awesome before handing it over to a a new department who had also done something interesting and exciting. So by the time that we got the Cactus of Awesomeness in the design department, it was like, I've just spilt it all over my computer, actually. I just tipped it upside down. It's dead, basically. The cactus is no no longer. It's not worth, like, it's utterly and completely dead. So being the design department, we decided to create a new one. So one of my colleagues found a 3D printed cactus and we made that. Rob connect all sorts of different sensors and had different waving patterns and different lights and it really was the cactus of awesomeness. So I'm really excited to see what the PE department is going to do next. But I think having a bit of fun in the workplace and having those things to to celebrate great work and to really appreciate your stuff is a really fun, a fun aspect of, of what we do here at Web. That is awesome, and I cannot wait to see this this cactus. Sounds amazing. And I think we should have fun, especially now we should have pressure valves all around to help <laughs> with everything. So that's Absolutely. crazy. Carrie Lee, let me ask you, what is one EdTech tool that you cannot live without? And I know that's hard to narrow it down to one, but what is one that you can't mm. live without? Right now, I'm absolutely obsessed with Canva. I would happily be an ambassador for you or whatever you need. But they're fantastic for any kind of visual presentation. We're using it for just about anything we put in front of kids because it's so easy to use and it looks so professional. So I'd encourage people to sign up for Canva. And if you're a teacher, you can get a free education account. And for those of you who are using Microsoft Teams, like many of us in China, it's now integrated into Microsoft Teams as well. Oh, so wow. check that it out. I did not know. I did not know it was integrated in Microsoft Teams. That's amazing. I don't Hot know too many places that do that. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, I love it. I can't live without Canva either. And so that's, that's awesome that that's one of your things that you can't live without. And so what is one book? that you would like everyone to stop and read right now? I really like, I think you would get a kick out of Observe, Collect, Draw. And I need to look up the names of the the authors, but it is a book about data and data visualization that is just how you can document the data that you have in your everyday life. So it might be how many cups of tea or coffee you have in the day or um, lots of different ideas. Really great for using with kids, particularly primary kids. But I think Observe, Collect, Draw, it's the follow on from the Dear Data book. If you've ever seen that one, definitely check that out. 
That's awesome. I've just put it, I've just looked at it on Goodreads while you were talking. It's a visual journal by oh, you're quite- <laughs> Georgia Lupi. Uh, I guess who it is. So yep. yeah, it'll be added to our list. I have a Goodreads list for this podcast. So I will make sure that that's added oh, there and in the show notes. Absolutely. And so that is great. I can't wait to check that one out. Who is someone we should follow on Twitter? I have to tell you about my amazing friend, Peg Kiner. She's the director of innovation at GEMS World Academy in Chicago. She's a Nat Geo fellow. She's a global goals ambassador. And I swear to you, every little thing she does is magic. She is one of those people that's amazing to be around. She does so much for the environment. She's currently collecting PPE that's been discarded around forests in her area or even just around her block. And she's collecting the data on that. She does really interesting work and she's definitely someone that I think will make your Twitter feed much smarter. <laughs> I definitely need some some smarts on my Twitter feed. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I definitely need. And let me ask you, you, shared with me that you're part of an initiative called Girls in, in STEM. Could you tell me yes. a little bit about that? It's a pilot program at the moment. And there's a group whose name has completely escaped me right now. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Who like? Sorry, I've got it. I've got it. The Women's Advisory Council. So it's an initiative on behalf of the Women's Advisory Council. And at the moment, it's between Western Academy of Beijing and Keystone Academy. There are eight girls at each school that are joining together to visit some key companies in STEM in the STEM areas in Beijing. So yesterday I got to visit Microsoft and last week I went to ExxonMobil and we just had a chat with the different women on the staff. We saw what they do, the ways in which they're supporting women. And we got to chat with like real engineers and real people so that we we could encourage our students. And it was, it's been so fantastic to see. It just makes you want to get out and do more of that to take kids to the business, business world and bring the business world into the students that we teach. Well, in many ways, you're quite lucky to be in China because it's opened up a lot faster than a lot of other countries. So you're actually able to go and see these people. So that's great that you guys are doing that. I cannot wait to hear more about that. Carrie Lee, this has been awesome. And it's a Friday, so I want to definitely be respectful of your time. How how can people get in touch with you if they want to find out more about the great work that you're doing? My username for most things is at KL Beasley. So that's Twitter and Instagram. I have a website, KerryLeeBeasley.com. So if you manage to spell that name correctly, well done. <laughs> you and my mum can enjoy my website. And I don't really post a great deal on my YouTube channel, but I do have some graphic design videos that you might find useful. But I'd love to hear from you and learn from you. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're being too too modest. Your your YouTube channel has great videos. And so I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to come and check it out. So that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Carrie Lee, this has been so much fun. And I am so, so happy to have connected with you. It's been a long time coming, but I do appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And I wish you the best of luck to finish out the school year. My pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon.
I am so excited to announce the launch of a new podcast network called DNA Podcast Network. The Design Network Alliance, or DNA, was founded by Evo Hanan and myself as a result of DesignCast number 16. We talked all about the need to connect design educators globally. DNA is a collective group of like-minded design educators from around the world. We have one simple mission, to connect design and STEAM educators with each other and with designers that want to make a difference in design education to make it better for future generations. The DNA Podcast Network is a hub for podcasts that cover the topics around design, design and technology, design thinking, STEAM, and STEM education. If you are interested in hearing more great content, head over to www.dnapodcastnetwork.ga today. Click on the thumbnail of the podcast that you want to hear and enjoy. If you have any other podcasts that you enjoy that cover similar topics, please feel free to get in touch with me and let me know so that I can look at adding them to the network. Finally, spread the word. Share with your network and your PLN and use the hashtag DNA Podcast Network. Thank you.